South Asia has witnessed vibrant movements against patriarchy and the caste system. However, these struggles have historically often been fought separately and at worst in competing ways. Despite this, Dalit feminists have underscored the need to view caste and patriarchal systems as functioning in tandem. I'm your host Abhishek and this week on Research Radio, we'll speak to Rekha Raj about Dalit women as political agents with a particular emphasis on Kerala. Dr. Raj is a Dalit feminist writer and activist. She's with the School of Gandhian Thought and Development Studies at MG University in Kerala. We'll be discussing an article she published on the same topic and I've shared a link to it in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much, Rekha, for joining us on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Could you start by telling us about what made you interested in researching about Dalit women's political agency? Maybe something autobiographical would do better for answering this question. So I'm lucky enough to have been born in a family that was always open to activists and other intellectuals. In my childhood, I, just, I still remember like my, my house is almost like a public space. Okay, every day there will be discussions and debates and all that. So I grown up around that. So my father, uh, who actually, uh, he, was, he, he was one of the first graduates from my village. It's an urban Kutanad village and where uh, the majority of uh, people belong to the Dalit community. So he started his work, uh, he, his studentship. He was, uh, he was one of the founder member of a Dalit students organization. So my childhood was enriched with various discussion on caste nationality and other questions related to caste and oppression. So even then, I could felt a kind of patriarchy is practicing. Like my, my, my family is generally very progressive. Just like I, I, would, I would say it, it's like a progressive patriarchy, uh, <laughs> a kind of progressive patriarchy. Uh, for example, I would say that uh, the role of women in that movement was often described in terms of assisting male activists or supporting events by participating, or saving food for the activist. So that kind of, the women's role was something that nurturing or assisting. So I was uh, quite concerned about the gendered practices both within the family and the political where, uh, the political spaces where my family has a crucial role. The, so later when I decided to do my PhD, uh, I wanted to work on the women question with a focus on Kerala. Uh, at that time, the intersection of uh, caste and gender uh, were not articulated much in Kerala public. Uh, during that period of uh, PhD, I got a chance to uh, conduct a small study uh, on Dalit women activists in Kerala, who is a feminist historian from Kerala. So I got a chance to interview more than 60 Dalit women activists uh, from the Dalit movement. So we were looking at how the uh, that engaging uh, Dalit women's engagement with politics. That was their uh, uh, core question of inquiry. So that also actually uh, got some insights about the Dalit women experience as political agents. Uh, some some insights. So I wanted to do further, uh, for, uh, like further inquiry about that uh, that area. So that so the, that was the basic point where uh, uh, where I started to do something uh, in uh, like something to theorize the experience otherwise I was I have been part of all this activism I've been part of all this protest and all that I just wanted to do something uh, to to write about this because that time there was uh, like totally uh, there was no 
article that is dealing with the the caste and gender issue so i thought it's a, it's a, it's a need of the hour yes definitely and i think uh, that was a very thorough answer uh, if you could tell us more about your research methodology and process uh, you've already started talking about it uh, for the purpose of research actually i have divided women activists into three category first group was a dalit women who are part of dalit organizations or movements so they they are the actual members and actively participating in dalit movements and all that the second group comprises comprises of women leaders who emerged from specific protest in kerala the dalit movements many of dalit women leaders they have emerged from a local locally specific protest or struggles some reaction against local caste issues or something for example kurchi uh, 11 kv protest it was a locally emerged protest against a 11 kv electricity line that was passing through through a dalit settlement dalits from that colony uh, they they protested against that uh, logic of that 11 kv line and through that protest uh, some dalit women leaders emerged so i was looking particularly at what kind of situations and context or event that made emerging of their leadership that was one point of inquiry and uh, uh, the third one was was the individual uh, dalit women who protested against the caste discrimination or any form of violence they faced for example uh, chitralekha chitralekha uh, she is from malabar uh, kannu and she is com- coming from a so called cpm uh, dominated space she uh, experienced some kind of caste discrimination and violence in that locality and she protested against uh, uh, that and now she become one of the uh, prominent dalit women activist like she is an icon of protest in kerala i wanted to look at uh, understand how the ways in which dalit women engaged with the public through uh, through their own actions or initiatives that was the uh, uh, question i wanted to handle uh, besides that published materials and published materials produced by dalit movements uh, uh, have used as a primary data source i have also conducted a couple of scheduled interviews with dalit intellectuals and activists for the theoretical kind of elaboration black feminist uh, theory has had a huge influence on my framing uh, my theoretical questions uh, in my research so main task was finding dalit women leaders in the movement most of the dalit movements are actually emerged as a response to local issues and there was no trace about uh, like i mean printed or uh, so called proof for that struggles it's only through orally i got about uh, it's like i am i'm going to a place and talking about people then i got a name then i will go it's like it's a kind of snowball but the snowball method was i was used to identify women who are the, the, the dalit women activist and i have collected almost all printed materials produced by these movements after 90s and that that materials ranges from notices program brochures minutes of uh, organizations uh, uh, even small books booklets so i i i i, I was looking at the, if there is any description about gender or women question or anything like anything related to women that was my concept and uh, are there any examples you'd like to share about how you navigated some of the challenges you faced the only thing that the women are the women talking about their particular uh, sexual violence kind of experience that uh, they they are, they were not ready to 
make it public it was like something that was the only issue i faced uh, but uh, they were very open and they were they, they were they had a trust on me to talk about their own experience and all that uh, it, it was like i i was uh, i cannot say that any any difficulty but the difficulty i found, i i felt is that, that, that there was no there is no trace of uh, women who actively participated we don't we don't know what was happening during this moment uh, we only know that women cooked for that this women uh, helped them to write poster or something but we don't know what kind of engagements that they have made with these male activists we don't know like because the, the real politics is happening in private now it's not in public so we don't know uh, that kind of thing uh, was uh, it's need uh, more uh, elaborated investigation right right Something I found quite fascinating about the article is where you've written that well-being as a result of social development requires public political action. Could you elaborate on the importance of public action and uh, how, as you note, the public itself differs according to one's location? In Kerala, if you walk through the cities of Kerala, even the small township, you can see at least one protest is happening. So we were all very keen about the uh, like uh, the so-called social issues and all that. There, there will be response, immediate response to the uh, even even government is doing something um, anti-people or uh, some uh, some individual is doing something. So that there is a kind of affinity towards this public protest is very much visible in Kerala. Uh, for example this uh, again apocloth movement uh, for was for the right to pro- uh, cover the breast uh, for the nadar woman and uh, there was two phases in that uh, protest and after some time they got uh, permission to cover their upper part of the body and uh, after some time this nadar woman wanted to wear blouse the blouse was uh, that by that time the blouse was uh, allowed to upper caste women are only allowed to use blouse as a cloth uh, the, the other women uh, did not have any permission to cover their uh, body so um, the second phase was uh, more controversial and more uh, violent the upper caste people were not uh, ready to uh, give them the permission to wear cloth just like upper caste women just covering the body upper body part was allowable but uh, the uh, you, if you want to equal status with upper caste women then that is problematic so it was like so many bleach should happen and all that finally they got the right to wear blouses but you should know that even almost a century past uh, the pulaya women the lower caste untouchables got uh, permission to wear upper cloth so it took almost 100 years so uh, it's always each if somebody want want to claim a right each community had to undergo their own struggles and confrontations in the public space to achieve their rights that was the pattern if uh, if nays want to have something they have to uh, protest for that so it was like something social justice was actually filtered it was filtered a kind of filtering was happening according to the uh, according to your position in social order uh, so that protest is been it's been in our history even the, with the left movement also the, the idea of public protest has uh, has a very uh, like very crucial role in uh, democratizing the kerala society uh, social spaces created through this various political engagements has got some respectability but talking about politics and taking political actions has an added value uh, but the women was 
actually how how not be like actually they have not been enjoying the same status as their uh, male counterpart in activism but in uh, the, the there are some women Uh, leaders uh, in the dominant political parties they could able to gain certain mobility and respectability through the constant activism and engagement with the public but in political or other structures they they got a certain they could able to negotiate with the existing patriarchal structure they got some gain from these actions and all that but entering into the public life uh, life uh, for dalit women was actually a different game their experience was very different from that because uh, in the beginning of this uh, new century dalit women uh, actually we witnessed the emergence of a few dalit adivasi women leaders and they never become general leaders they they are in, in the public debates and all that they are the community leaders they also emerge as part of public action they both the all these upper caste or uh, people belong to non dalit communities uh, are doing public actions dalit adivasi women are doing again doing the public actions the acceptability the recognition they are getting was very different their identity the gender identity was always get subsumed they become community leaders and some for some extent they are treated as honorary men they they, they have given honorary men status uh, and uh, actually in to the start uh, Uh, struggles in this um, uh, there actually there was a like uh, indirect demand on them these dalit women to actually uh, give up give, give up their uh, gender identity that was indirect demand from the public they have faced for instance i could say that that uh, whenever the, the, they are all the all these women i am talking about they were emerged as part of different land struggles uh, uh, so when the state missionaries used to repress these struggles these women leaders physically attacked by police they were under under constant surveillance for instance i would tell you that when adivasi leader ck janu she owns a car when she owns a car it became a big controversy in kerala but the, the, the response from the public was as an adivasi uh, leader it is a big like it's, it's just like a fault or it's like a big crime to own a car that was the thing okay uh, that question was never posed uh, against a non dalit or non adivasi women leader so they are under constant surveillance and monitoring and they are also uh, uh, there is an unconditional uh, unconscious demand over them to to behave in a like controlled way of behavior pattern and all that so it was uh, you know i don't know whether i have mentioned in that article about how the ck janus dress pattern uh, was criticized by mainstream uh, political party leaders male leaders uh, she is wearing silk sarees and all that kind of uh, sexist misogynist comments are have uh, level leveled against gawa ck janu was one of the sign of how the the idea of public or the public itself differs from one's own uh, depending on one's own context right, right right could you expand on the gender aspect that you spoke about how you know uh, how uh, dalit women became honorary men uh, in the article you've spoken about how media coverage not only ignores dalit women but downplays their gender and portrays them as exotic the thing is that there is a tendency to uh, like draw you in a very bipolaric way either you should be a, an absolute victim to absolute victim of caste violence or whatever violence 
or you should be a very aggressive uh, woman or aggressive uh, uh, gender neutral person there is no fluidity at all as a one thing and uh, in feminist movement or dalit movement the, the the demand is what if you talking about your community rights then you need to uh, forget about your gender identity if you want to talk about your gender issues that you are facing you have to forget about your community identity because the single axis theory that has been used by both these uh, movements and in general uh, is doesn't have a room to understand the intersections of caste and gender uh, functioning in our society uh-huh, uh-huh. and one of the reasons why dalit women activists and radical political movements did not gain mobility was because as you've written they lacked the economic social and symbolic capital to survive the different kinds of repression or backlashes that each of these movements come to face end quote could you give us an example of this and how this reality is being challenged in fact there have been actively participating in different kind of democratic movements in kerala it could be communist parties or extreme left movements alternative democratic movements or even feminist movement there have been actively participating in such movements but as a community they couldn't make any mobility through such movements even now the representation of dalits in dominant political parties are less in number one of the major demand for uh, uh um uh, feminist movement was bayangali uh, movement was uh, for the right to education so he wanted to educate his community members or his children so the bayangali bayangali who is one of the reformist leader of kerala so he wanted to educate his uh, uh like his children uh, his uh, children from his community and uh, uh, that uh, that famous uh, one year long uh, education protest happened tonura mandal lehala happened for the right of uh, education for dalits but um, now uh, there are actually thousands of researchers and a good number of academicians produced by dalit community but even after decades since ik kerala formed ik kerala formed so far there has never been a dalit vc we cannot even the, the uh, uh, even even political power or any board uh, chairman position or any uh, commission chairman you cannot see a single dalit in such powerful positions in kerala uh, another example uh, I, i i would depict uh, would be the feminist movement in kerala the women were the founder members in kerala strivedi or kind of feminist platforms uh, but feminist debates are still dominated by dalit women so either in representation or in case of mobility gained through activism are still a wild goose chase for dalit women in kerala past few days i have already told you witness a huge change in this pattern dalit women voices are more visible in public discourses dalit women have become changing force of both dalit and feminist movement through their political as well as scholastic interventions you go um, I, i i will talk about something later but dalit women are nowadays dalit women activists are the forefront of the democratization process in kerala i could uh, say one more example uh, the last year uh, there was a national dalit bent in protest to hema gorav korav issue uh, 
and here there are some um, almost uh, some dalit groups called for bent here here the kerala high court is banned bent so we are having half time but it's in effect it will be bent uh, but uh, there in that bent there we actually kerala witness that unprecedented uh, uh, events because in kerala hartal is something very masculine in character is something about male there is it's like it's it's a, it, it, it's hartal is always a male matter but in kerala during this dalit band from trivandrum to kasaragod from southern part to northern part dalit women activists themselves gone to the public spaces and junctions and they literally uh, uh, stopped the vehicles and they literally asked the shoppers to close their uh, uh, shops so they were the dalit women activists were in front of uh, hartal campaign and uh, you you know uh, this dalit women there was no report of uh, any uh, violence or uh, any kind of uh, uh, bad report like issues or something so when the dalit women who are handling the hartal or dalit women they are leading a protest that 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 making a difference uh, uh, in this in that sense it's become gender neutral the hartal become gender neutral thing always it was been a male male, male matter okay so they are actually uh, recreating the idea about hartal at the same time these dalit women are leading a a democratic protest and uh, they are actually um, uh, leading a, a, they are actually talking about a, an issue that caste discrimination caste question that the the, the so called middle class of kerala never want to talk about so they are actually taking a movement forward by taking Uh, by actually deconstructing the pattern of uh, public actions and protests at the same time they are talking about a, a really huge reality of caste discrimination in a very peaceful manner so if a masjid woman is taking charge of a movement there is a visible change in the pattern and the, the, the pattern and the functioning of that action so i am i'm, I'm, I'm as a as a woman who talk about uh, or what with the women question i'm so, I, i i was so happy and overwhelmed seeing that so there is a change in the pattern there is a change in the pattern of activism there is a shift in the agenda of the dalit movement as well mm-hmm. right right and based on your other interviews i've learned that you're involved in substantial activism as well as as we've also spoken about right now could you expand on what you see as a relationship between academic and activist commitments during my college time we were trying to we we, we just wanted to uh, talk about the women question and we that we have a conscious decision made uh, that was uh, don't jump into the activism so because there is a tendency because there every in dalit movement everybody is an activist because everybody is tend to have become an activist because Uh, that the so called discrimination they are facing so they they have a inherent tendency to respond against that uh, oppression or uh, violations or discrimination they are facing so we wanted to focus more on knowledge production also so if you are educated if you are going to uh, do research 
uh, you should concentrate focus on research there are activities you can do that so uh, we are always wanted to encourage young dalit women to uh, work on work on the field of research and investigation and if they really want to do uh, research or uh, do their phd we wanted to help them wanted to mentor them so for us it was like a uh, something that should go together the activism and the academic work should go together uh so uh, and uh, for personal uh, personal aspect actually uh, in personal level uh, i i just started uh, writing uh, as part of my political engagement i wanted to uh, I, i i i wrote because i just wanted to uh, share my thoughts with my own fellow community members so i i, I thought uh, writing was one of the powerful method i cannot uh, go to Go, 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 go everywhere in person, but I can write now. So that way, that's why I started writing in Vernacular uh, magazine and all. I tried almost every kind of methods. I tried to uh, act in theater. I tried to do posters. I tried to. I, I actually I now tried almost everything, everything to communicate. with my people so uh, i try to do a uh, write fiction uh, you know that some some of my uh, stories are published in english so i tried almost everything uh, to, because by that and at that time there was literally like very few women who were talking about uh, the women question in which there are very few girls or one or two girls they are identifying themselves as dalit feminist feminist either they are dalit activists but they don't identifying themselves as feminism feminist so that for being a feminist and being a dalit activist i took that as that was my sole responsibility to talk about feminism so i was like i was uh, i was feeling alone in the both this movement but at the same time i never give up i continue i continue talking about uh, the caste and gender uh, interlocking nature of caste and gender and all that so later uh, there are many women they came forward and they started talking about i got so many co-feminists uh, we discussed each other we actually argued with each other we we actually we had long discussions and all that anyway the word dalit feminism we could able to establish that uh, thing in uh, in kerala political sphere and uh, nowadays nobody can uh, deny the presence of uh, the ideology uh, the, the feminist ideology they have to engage they have to engage with uh, our ideology they, they have to open dialogue conversations otherwise that uh, that the caste gender aspect was always getting uh, marginalized uh, in in those uh, debates so uh, i'm I, I i feel proud that i've been part of uh, this pioneering effort to talk about dalit feminism in my state and be one of the uh, pioneers uh, i i feel, i'm proud of that actually i could do something uh, along with my uh, co-feminist friends uh-huh. uh-huh. i was quite curious about this and perhaps it's too broad uh, but the role that christianity in kerala has played in shaping dalit women's political agency are there other spaces that uh, perhaps have been pivotal uh, for dalit women to gain political consciousness you see the dalits across india recognize colonial modernity as a liberative experience you could see that they always there is writings and interviews with uh, scholars and they all admit that colonial modernity has a positive uh, impact on our life kerala has a peculiar experience with that of conversion 
lower caste people experimented uh, so many paths for attaining a decent and dignified life being helpless slaves they were actually denied even a human status so dalits had never been part of any established religion till the missionary activities activists or uh, britishers came to uh, rule till then till these missionaries came the dalit women were merely outcasted they were not permitted to worship any hindu god they might have that some kind of ancestral worship system may be there but they were not allowed to have a religion so religion was one of the major sites of confrontations during the from this uh, colonial modernity and especially lower caste people they were actually uh, confronting with the different group uh, during the uh, colonial modernity actually maybe even before that religion becomes a political tool for lower caste that's why they are all actually try to convert because the conversion make them a status let their status be changed but get changed so that was the that was the dream but then the reality there still caste is prevalence in hindu christian community but lower caste people were not part of any religion till they accepted christian religion they were not not practicing any any religious activities but uh, after some time uh, they could able to negotiate with the missionaries and uh, dalits in large number converted to christianity dalit christian uh, discourses actually it shows that how the relation between conversion and social mobility has had happened within dalit christian groups okay and there are some uh, for example some dalit scholars they are actually consider um, uh, the reformation movement in kerala as a hindu one and uh, the, the, they are also criticizing dalit debates uh, of uh, blind towards the conversion history the uh, dalit women's participation in uh, dalit politics actually there is two kind of participations i have noticed one is uh, i have already discussed where or uh, where the dalit women are actually giving supplementary support to the dalit movement some dalit women are actively participated in dalit struggles but remained in second level leadership roles but there are other kind of participations where uh, it's, it's almost like a ngo kind of thing or a, a political kind of thing some dalit women who belongs to christian sabhas they they have got enough education and they have got enough experiences from the church based organization they came forward and started organizations for dalit women they got uh, fund and financial assistance from church related funding groups and all that now they are not directly connected to the so called dalit movements in kerala they just came out came as dalit women activists just as an extension of their church related activism but they just it is interesting to notice that they all came from protestant sabhas protestant groups so they in protestant uh, diocese there is a basic understanding of uh, human liberation because they are all following liberation theology black theology and all that so they have got uh, the basic idea about uh, uh, liberation or equality and all that stuff that may be made them to form some organization for the upliftment or welfare activities of for dalit women or so anyway these two groups never interface with each other but these women 
who are belong to dalit christian community who has an active role in church related organization they themselves actually formed organizations and they themselves introduced the theme dalit women in kerala so uh, it's like it's very interesting it's like a very strange uh, strange kind of relationship with the christianity uh, dalit women associations it's different from how what is happening in the street Uh, but at the same time they introduced a new kind of idea it's happened parallelly so that idea about dalit women is happened to uh, happened only because there are there are enough resources to talk about organization or build up an institution and all that so it's it's all about uh, it, that's why i'm saying that christianity has a role Yes, that's that's quite interesting, and and I know that it's been a while since your article was published in EPW, but I wanted to know how people have engaged with it. So even to these days, also I'm getting uh, reviews from different part of uh, yeah world, and uh, students are always citing. And uh, my article is actually copied for almost all universities in Kerala as part of the syllabus, and even outside universities. So uh, it's, it's become like. it's it's widely discussed and i'm happy about that yes definitely and and the next question is something we often ask our guests on the show it's about what they see as a role of their academic research in improving equity both inside and outside institutional spaces i i have noticed a big change particularly in the context of kerala is that now everybody wants to research on dalit question that uh, the working on dalit uh, issues or uh, dalit question become a fashionable thing in academia that is also uh, very actually it's, it's disturbing because uh, dalits actually dalit scholars they have put a question they saying that caste is one of the pivotal category to understand indian society then uh, everybody think that the, you, if you are anti caste if you have concern about caste caste society caste society of ourselves uh, you should work on dalits that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean that you should work on dalit or adivasis it's uh, it's always as if like the dalit are like adivasis are the object for all studies and there should be studies about other castes as well communities as well caste is something that is practiced by upper caste and class in india and the reform should be uh, happen in that communities so we we are i don't know why they are putting putting us as objectives objects all the time if you go to um, any colonies or any um, um, slum settings that each and every person in that slum will at least answered for 50 questionnaires in his day in his entire life so it's like we are all the matter for studies if somebody some and uh, some scholars they are coming from uh, upper caste community their their uh, responsibility is to talk initiated talk or conversation on how their community is fighting us it's not about they are working on dalits we have we have actually enough scholars to work on ourselves and actually that is the that is a issue we are facing i i agree and and this is my final question for you what are some of the unanswered questions that you continue to investigate yeah i would li- i really would like to i i would like the dynamics of caste consciousness among upper caste communities in kerala is uh, maybe is a caste community or a nair or nair community how how we they 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 are they are actually engaging with caste values i really want to know that what how they the everyday basis they are what is their understanding about caste hierarchies and all that i mean and what what kind of mobility they have gained through this practicing caste i want to explore on that and uh, also i would like to 
do a work on history of sexuality in the context of Kerala, uh, especially the interconnecting aspect of caste and desire. Uh, that would be I, I would like to work on that and uh, um, maybe I, uh, I, I'm actually dreaming of publishing a book on that yes yes I hope you do I'll keep an eye out for that but thank you so much for joining us on Research Radio I think we went above and beyond what you published in the article um, so thank you thank you thank you thank you for it Rekha packed in a lot of information and one thing that stood out to me was what she said towards the end where Savarnas particularly need to investigate the practices of the so-called middle and upper castes rather than scrutinizing Dalit and Adivasi groups. There's a lot more information that we didn't get to discuss that Rekha discusses in her paper and I do recommend reading it. I've shared a link to it in the description of this podcast. Next week, we'll speak to Protheva Kundu about India's public education system. Teachers in the system are often criticized as being incompetent, absent from classrooms and overpaid. We'll investigate if this is true and also discuss the national education policy that was released last year. I hope you tune in and if this topic sounds interesting to you, do subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Take care and I'll see you next week.